Well, hello, sister. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Good. Yeah. I'm glad it's Friday. But Wait, you just told us last time that you don't like the weekend, so why are you glad it's Friday? <laughs> I know. I'm a contradiction. No, I'm... Make up your mind. No, I'm I, th- this week. I mean, it's it's just felt a little frenetic and everything. So I'm glad this week is over because next week will be more of a regular schedule and more predictable. This this week just threw too many curveballs at me. And so I'm just I'm ready to be done and move on to the next week. I have a fresh start. I get that. Yeah. I totally understand that. So. That uh, that is why I say I'm gl- I'm glad it's Friday, wishing it was Monday. How's that? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so to uh, follow up, last week I mentioned that the San Luis Obispo Opera had reached out to me after they saw a video I had posted online, and uh, I, I had a little bit of a back and forth with the conductor, the maestro, as you will, of the opera. And wait, wait, wait. Does he insist that you call him maestro? No, I call him Brian. But okay. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just I've never met a maestro in person, so I just don't know if they, you know. And exactly, and, and that's why I, that's why I use the term now. Because when else am I going to talk to talk about somebody and be able to use the word maestro in my sentence? So for real. Yeah, it's like a vocab word this week. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, kind of, uh, he wanted to use the video that I shot in a commercial for the opera, which I said, that's fine to do. I gave him the raw footage and said, you know, use it in good health. I didn't ask for any money or anything like that. And he certainly didn't offer any because they're a nonprofit or whatever. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Well, good for you <laughs> for being community-minded. That There you go. Supporting the arts. Um, but I did I did mention to him that, you know, I run a few websites and do a few community newsletters here on the Central Coast. And I said it would be an interesting interview with you to talk about, you know, what the opera is up to and how does it how does it navigate a covid world? You're literally, you know, a art form that puts people close together, either in the audience or on stage. You can't sing opera in a mask. You know, how does all this work? Oh, but I think you can sing opera in a mask. But go ahead. I'm interested to see what he says. Well, maybe. I, well, I have, and I have knowledge that you maybe don't know about. But go ahead. Tell them. Oh, tell I can't wait to hear the secret opera knowledge that you have. Well, not opera, but Yes. Um, so we agreed and uh, I met with him on Monday afternoon. We went actually down. We met at the uh, San Luis Obispo uh, Mission, Mission San, San Luis. Okay, yeah. Cool. And uh, just because I wanted to do the interview on uh, on video, and it's, I was going to say, like, what a like, yeah, that sounds like a total setup. I've been watching a lot of. Um, spy shows and so that just sounds like meet me at the mission (laughs) well well, and it was kind of it was kind of like a a, you know because the mission grounds are large and you know i got there and i called him i said this is where i am and he says well this is where i am and he wasn't very specific so i went to one part of the mission and and i called him again i said well i'm here and i don't see you and he goes oh yeah okay go through the church 
you know, the, it, you know, go through the church, it's empty, walk through the pews, turn, you know, and so it's kind of a little convoluted to find him, but we, we finally, uh, quite a, a rendezvous. Yeah. Uh, Okay. But it, you know, it's a good interview. Um, you know, just talking about the opera. What I guess the takeaway that I had that was so interesting to me because I, I asked him, you know, just kind of describe what. Um, let me turn off my computer. It's making noises at me. Um, you know, just kind of describe opera as an art form. You know, because it, it, it's for many people, not everybody, for many people, it seems a little bit unapproachable. You know, it's classic right. music. It's in another language. It's telling a story. It's, you know, there's music and dance and orchestral pieces. And, you know, there's just a lot going on. And he he described it. He said, um, opera is the Olympics of classic music, classical music. Okay. Meaning that it, it's got so much thrown into it. I mean, it's everything. You know, it's all the art forms, you know, kind of thrown in and combined, uh, you know, even with, um, you know, art because of the set pieces and things that go into it and stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it was interesting. And, and there, you know, in terms of um, operas, you know, th- there's only, I think he said 11 um full what they call grand operas in California. Oddly enough, San Luis Obispo has is is one of them. Hmm. So, um and and he, you know, he described to me all the things that they do, you know, kids camps and how they join other um, you know, other symphonies and other productions and and all that. It was I, you know, I was pleasantly surprised to hear just how active they are. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was a it was a fun interview, and we're you know we're continuing discussions about things because he, you know, he had some ongoing questions about kind of my work and in marketing and stuff like that. So we'll see what comes of it. But you know, it was it you know in terms of serendipity, you know, just unexpected turns of events in your life, uh, you know, this was this was one of the more fun diversions, you know, just shooting a random video, putting it online and then getting, you know, contacted by the conductor of the opera who wants to use it. The maestro, you you didn't use your vocab word. I know. Well, you know, did he, did he see the footage that you filmed or did um, somebody turn him onto that? No, he, he, uh, he saw it. um, Okay. Yeah. Good to know, everybody. There are maestros on Facebook. Yeah, maestros. So. Exactly. You know, and what's interesting, because they have a, a pretty active YouTube page. And, you know, as the pandemic was going on and everybody was sheltering in place uh, to stay in the public eye, they had different uh, cast members. I don't even know what I, I, there's probably a term, but, you know, you know, sopranos and and other yes. that other. um they're not instruments, but, you know, they're parts of the opera would go on and do like little two and three minute, you know, here's what I'm doing and show themselves singing in their home and, and things like that. So it was interesting, but they are opening back up. They are planning big productions, uh, requiring that people show proof of vaccination, um, 
just because well, that's pretty normal in my area. Yeah, it. I mean, that proof of vaccination or a negative test within a certain period of time. Yeah, they well, they won't accept uh, any test results, just the vaccination card. That's what they. Oh. Okay. So. Anyways, that was that was. Yeah, it it was an interesting start to the week, and I'm putting. I have a, wait, I have a question. Yeah. Did you tell him that you played the trumpet? Like, did he invite you? No, to you know, I, I, I walked away. Well, okay. You, one, you're talking to a maestro. And, <laughs> and I'm going to say, hey, back in high school, I played trumpet. He's, you know, it, it's like, you know, walking up to a professional football player and saying, you know, hey, I played Pop Warner. You know, I mean, it's like, well, good for you. But, you know, we're a little bit more advanced than that. We, you know, it, it seemed to me like I would be asking, like, hey, can I squeeze in, you know, and sit in on one of the productions? So yeah. I didn't. Um, you know what? Some people have nerve like that, though. You know, I'm not one of them, but. I, I would think about it just, but then immediately dismiss the idea because. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I've got some interesting ideas like moving forward if he wanted to work on some projects. So we'll see what comes of that. But uh, in the meantime, I'm on to my second project in my video class and I haven't yeah. really picked a topic, but. Uh, but you haven't. No, I have not. Um, do you, when do you have to have your topic selected by? Well, I <laughs> I have to start shooting footage immediately and have oh. at least some raw footage by Monday. Oh, darn. So if we had thought about this in time, we could have asked our audience to pitch in some topic ideas, but we're probably not, we don't have enough time for that. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, it would be short, but if somebody does have a connection with us, they can reach out and, you know, cause I'll have this up this afternoon. Hey, so, well, I mean, I don't believe for a second that you have absolutely no idea what to do. I just bet you're just trying to, you're weighing a few different ideas to determine. Yeah, that, yes, you know me well. I, yes, I, I have a, I have a, an embarrassment of ideas. <laughs> I've got so many. It's just narrowing it down to what do I really want to, what do I think I can accomplish and do well? Yeah. So one of, you know, one of my ideas, and this is something I will do in the future. Um, I just, I didn't think it would fit into this class, but um because it's it's more make believe than it is you know just kind of you know more reportage of you know what's going on in the community or life around me or whatever it's um you know it's a project that i i had envisioned a long time ago for my granddaughter so oh okay um i i thought about that and i mean I, again i don't know that it fits into the what this class is aimed at but it is you know a video project that i wanted to work on you know so something a little make-believe just to kind of fire her imagination and something fun i can share with her she's you know what four and a half months old so you better get cracking yeah she'll be five months on valentine's day as my my daughter pointed out to me the other day oh yeah the um I wonder if she's gets screen time yet. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> judgment about when and whether or not you should allow babies to have screen time. And I'm just going to say, 
all of my babies had screen time because sometimes I needed 30 minutes just to take a shower or something. So yeah. well, I'm not going to condemn anybody for putting their kids in front of a screen. So that was interesting to me. Uh, and I ha had a conversation with Abigail about little Adeline and she said she, you know, even at four months, she limits the amount of time that the TV is on or playing something that, you know, would catch her attention. So she'll uh, let her watch maybe an hour in the morning and an hour later in the day of television, you know, that's specifically for her. her. Oh, that's for her. Yeah. You know, like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse yeah. or whatever. I asked her about iPads and stuff, and she said, no, yeah. she doesn't want her in that yet. Unless it's FaceTime with you, huh? Or yeah, then it's unlimited. Time. It's 24 hours, seven days a week, anytime, all the time would be fine. You know, I have friends with a grand's child in another state, and they have one of those Facebook portals, and they really like that a lot. So just putting that out there. Yeah. For you, an idea for you, or for Facebook if they want to sponsor. Us. <laughs> Come well, on, Facebook, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We talk about maestros. Maybe we can get <laughs> Mr. Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I those Facebook portals are interesting. You know, it's just kind of an internet appliance, so it makes it easy to just make a call. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else is going on? Uh, I don't know. What else did I say was going on before our call? Oh, I um, want to be more – I said I wanted to be more intentional about um, blogging. Uh, I do uh -huh. you know, a fair amount of blogging, but it's all around kind of professional topics, things about marketing and communications and technology and tips, tricks, things like that. You know, it goes on uh, LinkedIn, and I have a permanent blog where I put everything. Um, and I've I've just felt compelled to blog more on cultural and political topics. Um, is there a particular cultural or political topic that is sparking this recommitment to blogging? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – and so this would be something I would put on a separate site because it's not related to what I do professionally. So it would be something dedicated to that. But uh, just – you know, I, I don't – would never want it to be just a regurgitation or a, a mirror of everything else that you're seeing out there in the world already. So it would be kind of a different take on – issues and in in many ways putting a shedding some light on topics that don't get a lot of attention in general you know it's it's not going to be following the current events of the day it you know it'd be more foundational principles and um and how those are manifesting in today's culture and affecting current events but they're you know more to the you know kind of the roots of issues so like social justice, I've been reading a lot uh, recently about uh, cultural socialism. And that's, yeah. that is a term that uh, until I saw it, didn't know. I mean, I knew 
you know, the parameters of it. I knew the, the, you know, the things that made it up, but I didn't know that there was a term to it just yet. I mean, people talk about social justice and that's not, that's not what cultural socialism is. So, you know, and that's why I thought it would be important to blog about those topics so that um, people who are more conservative have a better understanding of these issues and, you know, knowing the differences of them, the differences, the dangers, the all the things that, um, you know, make them relevant. Yeah, I would think that that is a term that people automatically correlate to, a, you know, a certain side of the aisle or leaning, right? If you just say social justice, one side is going to be, yeah, that's us. And the other side is. Yeah rolling their eyes but it's like that it like as a phrase or whatever it's been appropriated by one side but it doesn't belong it's it's for yeah well yeah so basically i mean it it sets up the dichotomy where you know it it, they did the same thing with abortion we're pro-choice so you know and in media you know when i was going through journalism school you know, I would use the term pro, uh, pro-life pro and they'd say, no, 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 you can't have pro-choice and pro-life. Those, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be pro-choice and anti-choice. Okay. Yeah. I said, well, okay, if, if we can say that, why can't we say pro-life and anti-life, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, that, you know, those biases, you know, made their way into media and the way media regulates itself and so when you talk about social justice, if you say you're against social justice, they're like, wait, you're – so you're social injustice? You're for social injustice? You know, so it yeah. it automatically paints you into a corner. And so I think conservatives, when they get into these debates and these conversations, they – you know, they – they feel like they lack a little foundation because they they know what they believe, but they don't know how to counter it. That you know, what are the terms and words I can use? So, you could say, no, I'm a I'm a, a social egalitarian. You know, I'm a, cu- a cultural egalitarian. You know, so that then they feel like, okay, I've got something that I can stand on. You know, I've got a flag I can wave. You know, egalitarian meaning equal opportunity, equal equal rights, and equal opportunity for everybody. Mm-hmm. Instead of special rights and special opportunities for smaller groups, so I just feel like discussions around that that kind of inform conservatives and and equip them and arm them with you know that kind of information is important. When I went away to college, you know i I grew up in the church, I knew all church stuff. I went to college, and my beliefs were challenged, and i didn't I didn't have. Um, you know, the backing, the wisdom, I wasn't equipped to defend my faith. I wasn't, I wasn't equipped to even explain it. And Mm -hmm. so I felt, you know, very vulnerable in that sense. And I feel like uh, conservatives in, in similar ways, you know, when conservatives talk to conservatives, they speak a common language, but when they talk to somebody else, you know, they, they have a hard time articulating themselves other than just regurgitating what they hear on media, which is often very snarky, very, you know, whatever. So it, Yeah, it shuts down conversation. It doesn't open it up. Exactly, sure. exactly. So 
I, and I just, you know, it's, you know, it's not a blog that I feel like people will just flock to because, <laughs> you know, because it's kind of talking about those things. But I feel like for people who are looking for a resource, it, you know, it could be a resource. You know, one, it helps more than anything. It teaches me just to write it. And, and, it, and yeah. if I'm the only person who reads it, fine. But if other people read it and get something from it, all the better. Yeah, I like it. So do it, do it. That is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Anything? I think that, Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I just think that we've conversations just can't even happen anymore. Uh, with people that if you, like, if, if you can only talk to people who think exactly like you do, then you know, you'd all you get is that confirmation bias, and yeah. like we have to be able to listening to somebody doesn't mean that you are going to just you know take on everything that they say and and change. But it, yeah, I'm all for conversation. Yeah, I, it's you know at one point uh, several years ago, back when I lived in Visalia, I. I, I hosted two community events around the, the whole concept of how to have civil conversations. Mm. And, um, you know, I was surprised at the turnout. It was, it was really great. And, I, you know, I, and I got connected to communities and people um, that, I, or, you know, I never circulated with, but, you know, built a friendship with and had ongoing conversations and, and a friendship with. So it was, you know, it was a good thing. Yeah, I think you should another time, but share share your tips for civil conversations. Oh, yes, I can do that. Yeah. Well. Uh, yes. I know that's <laughs> that's enough. That's a lot of deep conversation for for one uh, stoners in real time podcast. I know, and you know, I'm just a week away from recovering from COVID and I just still, my brain feels tired and my body feels tired. So I didn't have a lot to add to this conversation today, but I was grateful to have it and I'll cheer you on from here. Okay. I and like hopefully it. I'll get my energy back soon. <laughs> I'm sure you will. We'll, we'll, we'll be back next Friday with a, another great conversation. Sounds great. All right. Take care of yourself, sister. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Stoners out. Stoners out.